I'm meteorologist Dan Zero. Radio 1450. How you doing, South Jersey? And you, Atlantic City? You're looking pretty good today. I must admit, you are doing something with your hair. Maybe you changed your diet. Maybe you got a new cologne on. Well, she was an American girl. Raised up XWPG Talk Radio 1450. It's the Mel Taylor Show. Every Friday afternoon from 3 until 6. Check us out online at WPG1450.com or you can call in. We always have guests that bring something to the table. Sometimes they have so much the table's not big enough. 609-407-1450. And today, um, just so happy because you are so busy. You're juggling a lot of things. Gary Hill. You think that mic is on, Gary? How I do you think so. What do you think? How do you sound? Hey, it sounds great to me. You, you sound a, good. You have a voice for radio, man. Thank uh, you. It's okay. Get that, <laughs> do, you get that deep, deep voice. Every time I see you, though, Gary, Gary Hill, and I don't, I'm trying to figure out how to best describe you, but let's just say this. I kind of said that for at least 30 years, mm -hmm. at least, but I love this story. You've been in Atlantic City being very influential and not just putting on events and, and doing some charity work, which mm -hmm. is pretty stellar, but you've accomplished so much because back in the day, here you are, the club is closing, and it's a place called Studio 6, and we're mm -hmm. looking at something like maybe 30 years ago. You see some guy sweeping up, you think he's the janitor, and here you go, a few years <laughs> later, you're married to uh, Mr. Schultz, right. and you're on the radio. Yeah. Maybe we're talking about the Age Alliance mm -hmm. or the NBCA. Sure or the many shows that you do. Sure. But, but Gary Hill, thanks for coming into the hey, Mel Taylor Show. It's great to be here. Happy holidays to you and all your listeners. It's terrific. Thanks. And um, I know that I wanted to make sure that uh, congratulate you on 30 years of really uh, reducing the amount of death by HIV AIDS. Absolutely, yeah. You know, the, um, the South Jersey AIDS Alliance was started over 30 years ago, and um, my partner John Schultz did help start that, form the alliance. And it was called the South Jersey Against AIDS, and um, that's how it, it originally started, and it was for South Jersey. We were one of the very first leading organizations that addressed the HIV situation. Of course, they weren't even sure what the situation was at that time. It was a very scary time 30-some years ago. A lot of hatred, a lot of bigotry, a lot of um, just real, real intense feelings of um, not sureing what's going on. And what can we do to help this or what can we do to help, um, you know, save some people in our community? And um, so the AIDS Alliance was started to ha kind of have a place for people to go to get to get some information, to have some support, to get some guidance. And um, it's gone through a lot of transitions over 30 years. And it was pretty nasty back then. Was John yeah. on city council at that time? No, he was not. He wasn't on city council to the mid-90s, three terms, in fact, on city council. But this was before that. And as you mentioned, he owned a number of nightclubs and, and businesses, uh, as well as very involved in the community. Is he a self-made man? Absolutely, yeah. Born and raised in Atlantic City from the Inlet section. And um, he definitely met himself, and he worked real, real hard, and um, continued to work in business and then eventually into the political world and now of course we're um, semi-retired and do a lot of charity work for the community but you know the AIDS Alliance as you just mentioned on December 1st was World AIDS Day and they celebrated 30 years it's a great 
staff of people, even back then. And now today it has grown to, of course, done so much good. And we're so glad, you know, that in 30 years plus, uh, things have changed. And now there are medications and there's more awareness and there's more education uh, for people that possibly might be facing that situation. When I was doing some research... It was really nasty. We all yeah. knew it was bad back then, but until I really dug deep into right. it, it was nasty. We're talking about Atlantic City, maybe across the country, when somebody had this mysterious right. illness, nobody really knew it was right. AIDS, they were putting them in these red bags. That was, yeah. it's, it's hard to imagine that yeah. that happened anywhere. It, it's amazing, but you're absolutely correct. And um, Nobody would bury them? Nobody would have a funeral no, for them? It was very difficult to find a place to have services even for um, somebody. And um, you're right, when they passed away, unfortunately, and they, their body just changed so much with the HIV virus in the system, and that uh, people would just put them in a red bag and kind of just say, you know, we don't want to handle it. And it's up to it's up to a support group and a lot of family members and, and did not step up at the plate at that time. And they were confused. There were people who wouldn't, you know, shake hands with somebody who happened to be gay or, or they thought he was breathing the same air. And, of course, those are all fallacies. You can't pick up HIV that so way. So explain uh, who... Um so Gary Hill and your your husband, yes. John Schultz, yes. explain exactly who John is, how you guys sure. got together. Oh. So we always hear this, the Schultz Hill Foundation. Right. I want to kind of set the table here. Okay. Well, as you said, or we mentioned, John Schultz was born in Atlantic City, born and raised, and he's a self-made man, businessman. Um, I come from Reading, Pennsylvania. I was a teacher for 14 years. And What were you, uh, what were you teaching? I taught elementary school. Yeah, I love I loved little kids, still do. And so I traveled to the Jersey Shore after school with some teacher friends of mine and um, on vacation. And one night I went to uh, a nightclub and I met John. You're right. The guy was pushing the broom, thought he was the janitor. <laughs> You're absolutely right. He was building, and maybe some of your listeners remember, a great balcony bar, which was for, was a kind of a neat hangout place. It was one of the first uh, raised, above the dance floor was a raised uh, nightclub area. And so he was building that. And so we um, kind of... Uh, got to know each other a little bit, and we spent the summer together, and then uh, we decided to continue our relationship and kind of do some traveling, and um, I eventually gave up my teaching position and moved to South Jersey to help run the nightclub business, so I was involved with marketing and public relations and the press. It was incredibly vibrant back then, Ooh. and it was not just, it was not inside the casinos. No, that is exactly correct, and one of the biggest um, pluses was that our club was known as the Entertainment. Entertainers, Entertainers Club, because um, we had We're all talking the, about uh, Studio Six. Studio Six, right? There was another club downstairs called the Brass Rail, which was never closed, twenty-four hours open, seven days a week, and it was more of a, a kind of a, a hangout kind of bar tavern, pool table, you know, jukeboxes, a lot of great local people there. But the club itself became really very popular. Uh, we had everybody in the world just be there to entertain and great parties, great events. And it was really dead well, and particularly in the later hours of the night after the casinos would close, because you're right, there was no nightclubs. This was pre the uh, nightclub era of, um, in, in the casinos that we have now. And so we started attracting, we would get the best DJs in town, the best parties, the best entertainers. And so what we would do is try to um, 
really uh, reach everybody. And we had more and more people, not just uh, gay people, but a lot of straight people come out and just hang out. They'd love the music. They love the DJ scene. What was you know, happening? You got, all, you got all the ladies, all the girls. We wanted, did get the what, hot girls. You yes. wanted, you wanted to. They knew good dancing. Yeah, and then they, they knew would, good music. Yeah. They would pull in guys like us, us heterosexuals, yeah, that's right. because we wanted to follow the ladies, that's no matter right. where they lured us. We thought we would follow them anywhere. Never did we understand that, that there was they a were, gay club. But when you walk in, at first, when I walked into a place like, uh, uh, the place that was in resorts, uh, what yes. was that called? Uh, Prohibition. I'm not sure if it was called that at that Prohibition. time, but there, it was gay-focused. And I walked in, and I go, oh, there's two dudes dancing. But yeah. I wasn't focusing on that. I just knew that I was with some girl that wanted uh, yeah. to be there. Exactly. And, and after the first 60 seconds... It you do a, you do forget about it. Yeah, of course you do. You know, especially when you're looking at the hot girls, right? That's right. And yeah. having a few drinks. And I got to tell you, I am a very pro gay man. I want to have. I want to see more. Appreciate it. Well, there's two reasons. Number one, I believe that everybody should be uh, very tolerant and getting along. But I also want to reduce the amount of competition for me going after those pretty <laughs> girls. When I see a good-looking guy, and he's muscle-bound and he's yeah. charming. Yeah. I'm like, I hope he's gay. Right. Well, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes not. You, you know. But I tell you a funny story. We did a Euro when we had. When we grew and went to Club True, which was on the other side of MLK, a major nightclub, and that was mostly straight at that time, uh, with a gay influence, but not that much. We used to have something called Europa Night, Europe Night, which was the first, we were the first club to bring in all the great Europeans that came to work in Atlantic City, South Jersey, and would be on a Tuesday night, which was usually the worst night in the club business. So I started a Europe Night, and we bring in European DJs and drinks and, and specialty acts, and every single hot uh, European young lady would come because it was great European music, and then we had all these guys absolutely just follow them. And one of, one of, our, one of our strongest nights in the summertime was our Europe night. So why does Atlantic City have a big vacuum in regards to no gay clubs, the ones that you and, and John were a part of back in the day? Right. Well, you know, things have changed a lot, and one of the reasons we decided at that time we, when we retired was we thought that that would continue to a certain point. But right now, I think part of it is that, you know, you, uh, gay people, straight people, they can go out, hang out, have a good time. It doesn't necessarily mean they need to go to a gay club or a straight club. They can go and have a good time, party together, dance together, do shows together. Um, and, of course, you know, with the Internet, things have changed as well. You don't have to meet somebody, social uh, media and, um, and the Internet. You can get together over a drink, over dinner, you know, and, and you know, meet other places other than a gay bar, which, of course, back then in the 70s and the 80s you needed to do. We're talking to Gary Hill, and this is WPG Talk Radio 1450, the Mel Taylor Show. Jump ahead. Well, it kind of it's connected to Studio 6 because that's the birthplace of Mist America. Uh -huh. That's where you kind of said, let's goof around a little bit, yeah. never knowing that many, many years later, right. you wouldn't just be doing Mist America, your little play on Miss America using trans. How do we describe this? Uh, Cross-dressing. Guys, guys, are, when, 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 you know, female impersonators is the best word. They take that very seriously. Very and serious. I think I told you on the phone that somebody said, let's go to Mist America. I go, I can't, nah, you know. But when I got there and when I walked into the Borgata, the, the music box, I yeah. believe, right? And I say, go, well, where's all the gay people? Right. Because it, I, I think it was a majority of heterosexuals. And you're absolutely correct, Mel. Absolutely. And we're very pleased we did in one of our most successful sold-out years at Mr. America this year. We raised a number of monies for charity, regional charities, as well as Philadelphia charities. And um, it was a great, great show. And Brigada was a great host. We had been, as you mentioned, in the, in the, in the beginning stages 
uh, over 26 years ago at Studio 6 on the outside deck. You cannot get a ticket. You cannot get a place. We had people on the roof literally for the staging area and lighting, and we raised over $250,000 at that time when it was at Studio for the South Jersey AIDS Alliance, and everybody volunteered their time from the waiters to the performers and, of course, all the ticket prices, uh, the tickets, excuse me, and whatever we raised for the event went directly to the AIDS Alliance. Uh, this year at Brigada, we did sell out the music box, and we're absolutely glad to have them as our partner. And they will we'll be back next year in September, September 24th. And they've moved us from the music box to the gigantic event center. And that is really going to be exciting. We're going to have an extra long runway, VIP area, some special guests coming in. It really has become a mainstream event now. Absolutely, no question. In fact, if you look at Atlantic City, um, a lot of the Atlantic City guides of what to do throughout the year in Atlantic City, and of course in September you have the great Labor Day weekend, you have Miss America, and at the very end of September we are now listed as an event to do in Atlantic City, the Miss America pageant. When I sat there and I saw the curtains open and the very first note of the band, I go, wow, this is not just a sort of a, a high school play. No. And when I saw Carson Crest come out wearing a papal robe <laughs> saying, does my ass look big? Right. That guy was funny. Yeah. The music was great. It was absolutely a New York Broadway production. Yeah, many, many people said that is interesting. And, you know, our music was live. It's with a Melanie Rice uh, orchestra, which she does many, many events here. She's a local entertainer and songstress. She did a great job. And you're right, we have, we're very lucky to have uh, Carson Kressley, who is well-known um, in, in all kinds of circles. He was just on Dancing with the Stars and so forth. And he was our host. This was his third or fourth year, I believe. He's very, very funny. He's really funny. And he, he's off the cuff. And he is. Is, right? And, of course, the way you were indicating about the Pope's outfit, it was just because it was kind of a little bit of a play on the Pope's visit in Philadelphia. It was very timely. Right. And I have in taste, in taste. But he was, taste. as he was going off stage, I could have swore somebody was uh, handing maybe. him a few to knock back. Maybe. But it, it loosened. He, I don't think he needed to be loosened up. But I was thoroughly impressed at how entertaining it was. And um, those 13 finalists, I mm -hmm. guess, they took those. They took that pageant very, very seriously. Yeah, and they were from all over the East Coast. We had Contestants from Washington, Virginia, New York, of course, New Jersey, all the way down to uh, Orlando, Florida, and um, they did. They they bring all their dance. They pay for everything themselves. Nothing is given to them except a room. Uh, in fact, we were hosted this year by Tropicana, and next year, of course, the room situation sponsorships will be totally up for God. But Tropicana was one of our big sponsors as well, and so well, they come in with their dancers, with their wardrobes, with their makeup people. They ha they incur all of those costs. They don't get anything other than a room. For for the night or two nights or whatever it is. And it's written and directed uh, by somebody outstanding who does a lot of work in L.A. and in Philadelphia. His name is Mr. Mark Dow. And this, this pageant, again, is a spoof. It's for fun. It's not supposed to be serious. But yet it's a great professional show with special guests, with special hosts, and, of course, with a special audience. We're talking to Gary Hill, and this is the Mel Taylor Show, WPG Talk Radio 1450. We'll come right back after this. Remember Iggy Pop? Lust for Life, WPG, Talk Radio 1450. We love Iggy. And we have a Lust for Life every Friday afternoon from 3 until 6. On WPG, Talk Radio 
Radio 1450, The Mel Taylor Show. Gary Hill is here, a long list of credentials, and your business card is, well, you got to carry three business cards <laughs> just to get everything in, but I don't want to forget about your work with the MBCA, the Atlantic City Metropolitan Business and Citizens Association. Mm -hmm. I attended for the very first time, now that I live here full-time in Ventnor, and we paid tribute to Pinky, didn't Pinky we? Pinky Kravitz. We honored him this year on our 25th Silver Anniversary, correct? Yep, it was in uh, November and was at Caesars Casino Hotel, and it was an organization that was started over 25 years ago directly because um, there was a business community in the Midtown area of Atlantic City that felt they needed some extra representation and wanted to have a voice in things that were going to be done uh, or try to be done to make things better in the Midtown area. It grew and grew that we had to change the name from Midtown to Metropolitan, and that means everybody. So we included all kinds of small business large business, residents, and nonprofits, which makes our organization strong as a community and as a civic business organization. It's a fundraising organization, and besides that... Um well, it's also a networking and business outlets. So we have five to six events a year, um, and they're very highly attended for networking reasons, from some good, some good information um, coming up in January. January 13th, we have the State of the City with our mayor, whoever the mayor is. It happens to be Mayor Don Guardian, and he will give what's happening for the future and so obviously there's so much happening in our area it's going to be a great one it's going to be the new harris convention center this year uh on january 13th wow back in 2007 you were joined in civil union mm. is that and of course do you i the guy coming in in a few minutes is the guy that married you. Oh, really? Do you know who that is? Do you remember? Sure, I know our Mayor, Mayor McCullough. I, when I looked at that, I go, am I reading Mayor McCullough? That? Yeah, no. And now great he, friend, great guy. Yeah, and he was so, when he told me that on the phone uh, maybe a few hours ago, I go, what a small world. Now, is this the civil union, or yeah, are you no, officially married? I don't get that. I well, don't understand. That, Mayor McCullough did the official civil union for the state of New Jersey, correct, in our home, and we really appreciated that Sonny did that. He's always been a man of intense integrity and community awareness and very empathetic, and he, he just brings a whole lot of um, knowledge to our community, and I just admire him as a mayor and mostly and as a friend, and we were honored to have him officiate officially our civil union because we were not allowed to get married in New Jersey, uh, gay, gay men or gay women. So uh, eventually when uh, things are changed in the United States, uh, one of our neighboring states who we have lots of friends in, in Manhattan, in New York, we went to New York and got officially married in Manhattan. So where is New Jersey in regards to gay marriage? Well, now it's you're, you're allowed to marry everywhere in the United States. So, so it's, it's, okay. no, it's, it's a federal. It's a federal, yes. The states, the Supreme Court has has issued that uh, just Some last of June. us are absolutely still it's confused okay. by no all that. So it's, it's okay. kind of like I want to – I never have a chance no. to talk to a – No, I can fine. ask you almost any question. That's fine, sure, no. But um, New Jersey was one of, I'd say, the first maybe 15 states – uh, New York was a little bit ahead of them, not much. And um, after New York, literally about a month later, uh, the state of New Jersey then had gay marriage uh, rights here in, in New Jersey. And then when the Supreme Court met last year, of course, uh, the decision was to grant uh, federal benefits and the rights for anybody to marry if they choose to. And so you can do that anywhere in the United States of America. So when I describe John or describe you mm -hmm. to John or from, I'm talking to right. John, do I say husband, <laughs> husband? So I have to be, I, I have to be just right up front. It's like, okay, I never well, get to ask it. 
I'm old, so I keep re- I keep We're saying partner. Here. I say I keep saying partner because we've been partners. But you're two husbands. Are you two husbands? We are two husbands. You're okay, correct. you're absolutely right. And what's yeah. the one thing that heterosexual guys, especially mm-hmm. the ones that are uptight, I've I've loosened right. up because I've uh, was employed by incredibly hardcore uh, gay guys uh, back in Philadelphia, uh, guys from the Black Banana in Philadelphia who. <sighs> who gave me so much opportunity, but Great. they were, um, I found out that they were incredibly bright, they had some money, and they really encouraged me mm-hmm. to be creative. Mm. That being said, what's the one thing, the most common thing, the misperception of a right. heterosexual guy when they might come in contact? <laughs> what are they fearful of? What are they fearful of? I think they're fearful of being attacked right away for, um, you know, their their heterosexuality and, and maybe thinking that the, the homosexual person in the room or in the bar wants to change them. Well, obviously, <laughs> you're not going to be changed, especially a guy is not going to get changed or a girl's not going to get changed. That's the, well, number, that's the number one the fear. The number one fear. <laughs> they're going to change you. But, hey, you know, you can't be changed unless you want to change a little bit. But you're not going to be changed, and that's the way it is. You know, God, God doesn't make that many mistakes, I believe. And, um, you know, it's good. Everything's fine, you know. And we have, with a lot of our community support, you know, and you mentioned this even at Missed America, 90% of our community support is from our friends in the heterosexual community. And that's fantastic. And we're talking to Gary Hill. What a great conversation. I mean, I never get a chance to ask any question. Gary Hill, it's the Mel Taylor Show, WPG Talk Radio 1450. We'll be back in just a few moments. Neurologist Dan Zarrow. It's WPG Talk Radio, 1450, The Mel Taylor Show, every Friday afternoon from 3 until 6. Got a question? Talk to Gary Hill about anything. Yes, you could ask a question as a heterosexual male. We'd never have the opportunity to ask a gay gentleman who will answer any question. Is that correct, Gary Hill? I think so, yes, sure. You, you would never be embarrassed about any question? No, of course not. I'm too old. You've heard them all. I've heard them all. And that's 609-407-1450. That's 609-407-1450. And so we were talking in the Mm -hmm. break that uh, after 30 years, AIDS is no longer a death sentence. It's a horrible thing. But people don't automatically think of it as a, I'm going to die. Look at Magic Johnson. Look at Charlie Sheen. Just Charlie Sheen just came out with that. So awareness was raised. Right. Well, I think uh, a lot of research, tons and tons of money. Uh, came in to do some research in the medical fields and you know they now have the cocktail which is a mixture of different medications different drugs that will slow down the virus you can never really get rid of the virus um, and that's unfortunate. But you can now, of course, it's not a death sentence, as you, as you suggested. Explain but, what is HIV and what is AIDS and well, how they are together well, and separate. Right. Well, HIV is really the, the disease that you get, and people call it AIDS. And it's really a going, it attacks your immune uh system inside the body so you pick up other things a lot of people were were um passing away because of pneumonia and, and some other you know things that they pick up because their immune system could not fight it anymore because the hiv virus directly attacked that system so you know things have changed quite a bit and you know one thing that really still concerns me and concerns a lot of us older uh gay people is 
education. We the youth of today are not quite they don't they don't remember losing a lot of friends or family members and they just think it's something that is, you know, a, a different sexual maybe transmitted disease or that it can be easily solved and there's no repercussions for unsafe sex. You definitely have to have safe sex and uh if you're straight or you're gay it doesn't matter. You need safe sex. Maybe the uh, movie Philadelphia with Tom Hanks and Denzel mm -hmm. Washington, that was a seminal moment where yeah. people started to go maybe I don't need to be so afraid. Exactly correct. You're very good. That's a great media um, uh, kind of a perception, and you're absolutely right. And thank goodness they're not people aren't afraid. But, you know, the youth of the today need to still do some research and still need to be very serious about how they interact with people and, and what they do. But we're moving forward, and it's great to have a positive feeling and a positive, um, you know, move, movement, which most, is great. Most of the pushback, most of the fear has subsided somewhat? Absolutely, I believe so, yes. And it's gone away, of course, in the beginning, they even called it the gay disease. And, of course, it wasn't just the gay disease. It now, of course, is now affecting, in fact, the last 20-some years, mostly um, minority um, individuals in particular women and so we, there are still there's support groups there's education on why are those groups affected and how can they prevent hiv so we're talking about the south jersey aids alliance how can people help out can they donate sure. what are the options there's a lot of different things you know we just raised thirty thousand dollars for programs and education on december 1st uh at, at resorts uh they honor john schultz a founding member but we raised the money to help continue the work of um, support groups and counseling and education and free testing, which you can never get free testing 30 years ago. How did it come about where you guys were basically taking responsibility for the HIV mm -hmm. testing van? Well, and why why did you have to do that? You had to do it because nobody else would do that. I mean, it, it was very you know it was just a scary time. So for us to be able to excuse me that we're able to present a safe way and a secure way with some privacy and and all those issues you want to deal with when you're not feeling well you could do the testing and through the van and now this South Jersey AIDS Alliance today is still on Gordon's Alley they have other satellite offices throughout the county great volunteers you can volunteer you can donate they have a food bank they have counseling sessions and um, it's a great organization to take a look at you are very smartly taking advantage of other vehicles to raise awareness and to collect funds and get right. donations by putting on shows at Dante Hall, by doing Missed America. That is very strategic because if you're just saying, hey, can you donate to right. our AIDS no. Alliance, that's no, no. good. Right. But by doing these other things, having these shows, mm -hmm. you're getting into the you're, – you're basically sure. promoters now. Sure, and we're very happy. You know, the Missed America is in collaboration with the GLBTA, the Gay, Lesbian, Bisexual, Transgender Association. That's a big word for GLB. It's a national, we, are, we have a, an Atlantic City branch or South Jersey branch locally. It's, it's um, headed by uh, somebody that might have been on your show, the president, Mr. Richard Helfond. And um, so he's the president. I often uh, admire the work he does. He's built the membership up. We, we have wonderful straight alliance friends with us. Um, and I'm happy to be on the board as well this, uh, the last two years. So we have given the Mr. America owners, which was John and myself, we've given that to the GLBTA to use as a piece to raise money, to raise awareness, to raise education for not just um, the GLBTA, LBTA, but also for the community in general. So we're using the Missed America pageant as a vehicle 
to get their word out about their organization. So correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys are no longer a small little minority. I get the sense you are incredibly influential. People need to give you a seat at the table. When I took a look at your program for Missed America, not only did you have a competing casino taking out a full-page ad, but you had law firms. You have broken through that kind of niche right. thing. We have amazing community support here in our in our local community, and that has you know that's a lot of it's because we are in Atlantic City. And Atlantic City, a little bit different than maybe some other parts of uh, New Jersey. You know, it, it's we had there's a, we do a lot of work with the law firms, with the casinos. We do business events. We host uh, charity events at other properties and other vehicles. We we have friends you know that own restaurants and so forth. So I think that communication and that business awareness. Help, they want to help support us, you know, from tomatoes down in Margate to resorts here in Atlantic City. Is there a big gay community in Atlantic City? And then compare that to South Jersey and Philadelphia. Do we have the stuff, the magnet to bring uh, LGBT mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the Atlantic City region? I, I don't think it's as strong as it used to be because I think a lot of those people moved on when the economy was shifting. And a lot of GLBT people were bartenders and casino workers. So we had four casinos that closed and not just for them but a lot of other people they went to other locations for employment uh, philadelphia continues to be a great glbta center um we're very involved in some of the charities up there we have a lot of friends in that community they've been very supportive of the missed america pageant and we continue to work with the the glbt community in philadelphia here locally i do think that um Atlantic City has such great entertainment, such great properties. It has such a positive future, no matter what happens, that we will always, together as a community, support Atlantic City, its mission, and its progress. Explain to us the Schultz Hill Foundation. We're talking about a whole bunch of different things. You're on different boards. I can't even count how many you and John are on. But the Schultz Hill Foundation mm-hmm, sure. is something separate. Can you explain totally, that? Yes. Totally separate and very close to, to our hearts. The Schultz Hill Foundation was founded after we sold our businesses to give back to the community. It's a private arts education foundation, and it's over 15 years old now. We do a number of programs throughout South Jersey. It's run by a board of directors. And it's housed in Atlantic City. Um, the Schultz Hill Foundation does a lot of scholarships. We gave over $25,000 to area students and teachers in grants last year. We provided free senior shows at Dante Hall, as you mentioned, to seniors. We would bust them in from Atlantic City, Ventnor, and the community. Uh, we work, we're sponsors of the Ocean City Theater Company, the Atlantic City Ballet, the Bay Atlantic Symphony. And we also do some number of programs called Arts Outreach. We worked with the Atlantic City Ballet, and we also then hosted 150 residents and um, customers of the ARC of Atlanta County. We brought them in, trying to expose them to other arts in the area. And we're going to continue that in 16. We're going to be working with the Bay Atlantic Symphony for a student concert free that we fund uh, at Dante Hall for Richmond Avenue, Atlantic City, for fourth and fifth graders because a lot of these wonderful arts programs and music programs have been cut due to budgetary. And we want to kind of help fill that void for our community. You're also going to run out of here in a little bit with yep. your Toys for Kids, right? Yes, yeah, we're ho- we're working with Elena County Toys uh, for Kids. It's run by Mr. Greg DiPiano. He does a great job. And uh, is, uh, is Trooper going to be there? Oh, Trooper will be there. I know that. We have our event for that on the 17th at uh, Atlantic City Country Club, and, and it's going to be a great time. It's a holiday party for the GLBT, but everybody's in, included, and you can come with a, t- with a unwrapped toy for entry. 
entrance, or I think it's $20 for food and everything else. And there's entertainment there, and all of the toys will be given to the Atlanta County Toys for Kids program, and he will distribute it to needy families in the community. We did it uh, last year as well, and it was very successful. And we invite everybody to join the GLBTA Alliance, straight, gay, whoever it is. Come on out, have a good time, especially to help the kids in our community. You had a great success with Broadway on the boardwalk. Yes, we did. Yes, that was at, that was another event we did many years ago to help fund uh, and to build awareness in the community for the South Jersey AIDS Alliance, correct? Do you, what's that tally? <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that, I know it's a tough question, but you might be some of well, the top people who have collected money for good causes. Maybe in South Jersey area, in the gay community, probably yes. Um, we hosted in our home many years ago when the AIDS Alliance was in the red, and we tried, John was president, then we tried to get them into the black. We called some friends of ours that we knew in the entertainment business, a lot of your people, too, too old, but uh, people like Connie Francis, the, the, she, the great star of the 50s, and Michael Feinstein from New York and Manhattan in L.A., he came in and did fundraisers for, you mentioned Broadway and the border with Broadway stars, uh, Lisette Cornette, who was Miss America, all those people helped with certain events and certain uh, benefits to help the AIDS Alliance. In the last few minutes, Gary Hill on WPG Talk Radio 1450. If you got a question for Gary at 609, just dial 609-407-1450 or just listen intently right there by your radio. Keep your both hands on the wheel of your car. My name is Mel Taylor, and as we close the uh, final moments here, I wanted just to go right back to Missed America a little bit mm -hmm. because I know that you're recording everything. And you have a archive of all the footage that I'm assuming from 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 day one. From yes. day one, I'm a big fan. That maybe one day people could donate twenty five dollars to mm -hmm. watch it online. Maybe yeah. we see it on HBO. Maybe right. there's a bunch of semifinalists all around the country. Then they come to Atlantic City for the big finals. I'm assuming you guys toy mm. with those ideas. I think you must have read some of our notes because it's exactly correct. And we're we're talking now to people for streaming streaming purposes and um, archival purposes and uh, because this has gotten amazing a lot of press not just here nationally but also very honestly internationally from London and into uh, Athens Greece is anybody is anybody doing uh, something like Missed America anywhere else are well, they stealing your idea they tried to steal it there were a couple people but we own the federal trademark for Missed America and you kind of made up a little bit with the folks from Miss oh, America Sam Haskell sure Miss America is a partner we need but not our partner but we need them because there would not be a Missed America unless Miss America was originally here. And the I, the name Missed America, M-I-S-S-D. Right. Apostrophe D. If you missed Miss America, you can come and see another show. Maybe not the same type of ladies, but you can have a good time. You can relax. You can raise some money for charity. So if you missed having a good time with Miss America, come back and see us, and we'll give you a different show. But in the beginning, there was there were little tension. Oh, there was tension. Of course there was, absolutely. And eventually, though, things change. In fact, Miss, uh, Miss America, Kate Schindel, Broadway star now, uh, when she gave up her crown, she came back to the club to do a number in promoting Miss America for us. But there was never any uh, co <clears throat> copyright infringement. No, not at all. Not at all. It was directly, in fact, we had... Um, worked with Miss America to make sure that we did not interfere with what they were doing. And so we do have the, the federal trademark for Miss America, just like Miss America has theirs. You cannot trademark America, obviously, but you can trademark what's before it or what's after it, and then what does it entail, which is what we have done. There is now 16 under your belt right now of yeah. Miss America? No, no, there's more than that. There's about 20, 25, 26. 
And every year, it kept on getting bigger, better, more fine-tuned. We, we took about a four-year hiatus when we sold the club, and we were looking for a home for Mr. Merrick. It ended, up at, it ended up at the Great Boardwalk Hall in Atlantic City for three years, and then we moved it to various casino properties who bid for that. And you mentioned a date for 2016 yeah, already. It's going to be Saturday the 24th. At Brigada Event Center, 8 o'clock show, and then and what, a great after party. That's what, what's that date again, please? Saturday, September 24th at Brigada, 8 p.m. And when can people buy tickets? Because this thing could sell out fast. Yeah, well, yeah, probably by the first of the year. Um, they're getting all their stuff together. So around, around, I'd say, yeah, the first of the year, 15th of January, tickets will probably go on sale. Well, Gary Hill, this hour went by so fast. And thank you for talking about serious things like the South Jersey uh, AIDS Alliance and the LGBT. Right. It's a little mixed up because in I some know. towns... It doesn't matter, yeah. I know. They moved around. The <laughs> they NBCA. put the women first. That's fine. That's great. But we all thank you for all the great work that you well, have done. You. And sometimes we need guys like you who are independent citizens to get stuff done because sometimes politics gets a little bulky uh, right you think so it's that's a little, great I it's agree. a little clunky and where could people reach out to you to learn more about you and maybe provide some support financial or manpower well probably the best would be go to the schultz hill foundation.org or schultz hill.org and um we'll contact we'll get contacted from there well gary that's great thanks mel for everything great and uh, we will talk to you soon on wpg talk radio 1450